This is Casey Longoria, and you're listening to The Help Show. First of all, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. So she was my neighbor, and she moved. I was amazing neighbor. <laughs> and um, I, I just kind of chased her down, like, hey, hey, sister. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do this podcast? And I was like, sure. <laughs> I see it's everything. <laughs> So that's why I got Casey to um, do the interview with me, and I'm just really grateful. So Absolutely. I'm still like, thank you, thank you, thank you for just taking the time out of your, you know, relaxing. I'm not going to say busy because it's relaxing. You're vice president. You can relax, let your hair down for the summertime. So for taking the time um, out of your relaxing summer to, you know, interview with the help show. Um, and pretty much this is you know educate the um the listeners is what's going on in the schools absolutely and and how identity plays a big part in the adolescent's life mm-hmm. and sometimes i really don't think people really get especially with social media so rewind we're gonna about your we're gonna who are you who who is casey um you are a vice principal I am. This is my, I'm about to start my fourth year as a vice principal. Um, I started, went to my, got my undergrad at North Texas in Denton, University of North Texas, and I um, studied elementary education. Okay. I taught in Wiley okay. ISD, which is a little bit outside of Plano, for five years. I taught third grade and fourth grade, so I'm very much familiar with uh, the impact that teachers and schools have with developing who kids are. And then from there, I went to Dallas ISD and um, was an assistant principal for two years um, in a very, um, kind of it was a, a tough school. So that even opened my eyes more to, okay, if they're not getting um, this love and this uh, validation at home, then the school is the only place that they can come and get this. So that even opened my eyes more to the theme of our show today. Right. And then, then now I am finishing up my first year at Wood Elementary, very different demographic, and um, but it's starting to change, and so you're seeing kids um, come to our school who have lots of love from home and mm-hmm. who have been able to have their identity shaped by their parents in okay. a positive way, but we're also seeing um, kids come who are just seeking that. So that's sort of who I am, and I'm passionate about spreading awareness um, for education and for what we can do better for our kids so that they can be better um, when they graduate high school and college yay i like look college high school graduate i like all the way this sounds great that's right girl that's the goal get them there get them there (laughs) so what was your journey as an adolescent okay so um i grew up with a a single mom so didn't know my dad still not really um don't have a good relationship with him um very peaceful but not a relationship there grew up with a mom who had to be both and she was she still is a very strong woman um never had a father figure necessarily growing up but always felt love for my mom so she served both roles right um i didn't really start to seek out my identity until um probably high school and college when i really started caring about what people thought and mm. really wanted to be a people pleaser. Uh-huh. Um, I definitely see it happening earlier now than it did whenever I was in school. Right. And I think um, there's many factors that go into that, which we'll talk about later. But um, I really um, saw myself as wanting to make people happy and to please people. So I would do whatever I needed to do to make that happen, um, whether it was sacrificing my time so that they could get what they needed right. and not and just putting myself last. And it wasn't really until... I graduated um, college and started working and teaching and really feeling that that was my identity, like serving students and 
um, providing this nurturing environment for them where I stopped caring so much about um, trying to please others and really just started serving the bigger serving the bigger picture, which was helping kids and um, helping them grow into a great little adult. So I didn't have, um, I had a great, you know, great childhood and great um, growing up, Mm -hmm. but I definitely see a difference now with Mm. um, your identity being harder to, to grasp with so many different things coming at our kids that we that I didn't have growing up. Right, like for example, social media. Yes, that's like that's the elephant in the room. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I think there's two of them. <laughs> yes, and it it was different for you know different for me as mm-hmm. well. And I think it is hard, or how to communicate with one another, or how to you know identify yourself to the world it's like you're not identifying yourself to your community it's the world now yes. people are judging you worldwide absolutely. globally absolutely and they and you have instant access you i don't i don't think our students are aware of their digital footprint and how that can be a positive thing but also how it can be a very negative thing right. and their identity is going to follow them forever when they put when they put it out there on social media and they, it's it's there forever. I, I, you know what I, what's how I, you know I'm speechless, for once. <laughs> I just feel like with social media because I'm not bashing social media because this is a platform yep. in order for me to spread awareness. This social media allows me to put a positive aspect, um, aspect what's going on in society, to the world from social media. So I'm not I'm not a social media. Um, basher but I think that people um, that are on social media should be cognizant Mm -hmm. and I think that we need to be mindful if you're as a parent or a caregiver or an educator when you have the influence you do on students of all ages it you have to be aware of the role you play in helping them create that digital footprint to be a digital citizen and what that looks like um, that it is a good thing, like you said. It's a great thing to be connected and Most to network um, and to get them ready for jobs that aren't created yet that they're going to need social media to do. Right. However, we can't just do it blindly. We have to do it where there are boundaries and right. where we are teaching them um, good, healthy ways to use social media to promote themselves and to create this identity that people want to follow and want to be a part of and not just a following identity right a lot of times our kids I see in elementary especially sixth grade and older they use social media as a way to follow people instead of leading the trail on that and so we need to be able to shift that to where people want to follow them because of the positive impact they're making and putting out there on social media based on their identity and who they want to be and who they feel they are right and you, you you said something very important which I think um everybody should take a look should should really think about you should have boundaries have to boundaries is is so important because boundaries allows allow you as an individual to really seek who you are and what you're trying to follow and what I mean by that let's have okay okay I'm not bashing it might sound like it but I'm not (laughs) you have you have your boundaries with like for instance black china Mm-hmm. What's going on in the media with oh, that situation? And I was at Trader Joe's <laughs> yesterday, and the, all the checkout lady wanted to talk to me about was Black China and Rob Kardashian and what that looks like. And I was like, ah, what? Who? What is going what on? What is going on? But that is what 
you know, we have this, we have this, these devices that can create such an impact, and that is what we're spending our, our time, time Ooh, looking at. And the boundary with that should be like, you know what, we're going to not follow her. Right, we're not going to engage, we're, we're not going to give that life. We're because not, when yes. you talk about it at, mm. at Trader Joe's, when you're <laughs> checking out groceries, you're giving that life. You, and yes. then you yes. keep searching more about it and reading more about it. When yes. that is not filling up your mind with anything heart, positive. With anything positive. Yes. And yes, it's not yes. creating any type of, it, it's allowing kids who maybe are going through the same situation with someone they just broke up with or dating to say that's okay. okay. <laughs> and that's not okay. And it's and not okay. Yeah. And you don't handle arguments like that. No. And you and you don't handle um, rejection like that with not what Rob all. has done because what Rob has done it's even wrong. Well, yeah, he's shaming her all I, over, airing her dirty laundry. And she's, which, and she's disrespecting herself. Exactly. So with that being said, <laughs> that is not a great example. That is a non-example. But the reason why this is so important, that if you do have, you know, if, if you are, if you do have access to, to kids, whether you're their parent yes. or their caregiver or their teacher or yes. educator, you have such an influence on them. Um, in who they become, right, and who they identify, and what they're and to. what they're seeing. So to me, you should. Um, what do you What do you call it? They call them blockers. They um, like parents. They um, I can't think of the word. They not overview, but they censor. Yeah, they have yeah censors on their on their kids' yes. um, usage and yes. what they can see. And, and you should have censors. That's a part of the boundaries. Yes. <laughs> It's that, that's step one. Yes, that's step one. Knowing what's going on. Yes. So, with that being said, what issues in the schools do you think that makes identity easy, and what what makes it difficult? Um, well, I think what makes it easy. So, I I think back to um, Eric's Eric's eight stages of development, uh-huh. and stage four um, is industry versus inferiority, and that really happens between the ages of five and twelve, which is exactly the ages that I am around day in and day out at the elementary school. Right. And that really is the opportunity for students need to feel, um, they're starting to realize that their interests are different than other people or other students, um, and they want to make sure that that's okay. They need recognition from their teachers and from their peers, and they need a lot of positive feedback. Right. And if they're not getting that, then they're going to start to feel inferior and start to feel like what they believe in or what they enjoy doing is not okay. Right. Um, And so the good thing, about where education is going is that it really is going down a very positive path. Um, There's a a big shift right now in terms of positive feedback and praise. I actually just got back from presenting at the Texas uh, Positive Behavior Intervention and Support Conference in in Houston. The PBIS is what educators know it as. Okay. And the belief of PBIS is that we have to intervene with our students before it gets too late and that really that positivity ratio and pouring into our kids and praising their effort and right. being precise in that right. um, is going to move mountains versus just always focusing on the negative and what they're not doing right. and who they're not being. Right. And the cool thing about it was at the conference there were elementary, middle school, and high school educators and administrators from all over Texas. So okay. I think because of that, it's it's easy because we're, um, teachers and educators are starting to see the benefit of positivity versus negativity and so that's going to help our students form who they who they should be and be and be praised for who they are becoming not shamed because of who they're not right um i definitely think though that it's difficult um just because i see this 
increase of social acceptance from kids. Mm. And so... Which is identity versus role confusion. Yeah, And so that's the next stage. And they are just constantly seeking. It's not enough for their teachers necessarily to praise them and tell them that who they are and what they're interested in is great. They want it from their peers. Most definitely. And they're going home after school every day and connecting, especially connecting if their parents don't have boundaries to Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook. Oh my goodness. Um, And they're they're following not only they're not only following celebrities or famous people but they're also following other kids their age and so they're seeing what's cool the trends their trends uh-huh, uh-huh. and they're coming back to school the next day and that's who they are becoming and so it's really hard um for educators and probably for their parents to kind of grasp this is not who you are where is this coming from right let's hone in on that and try to figure out why are you feeling like this is who you need to be right now? Because this is not what you're interested in at all. But then also what I've learned is that when you try to make a child conform, mm-hmm. that's when they push you away. Absolutely. So instead of, yes, yes, the behavior is not appropriate. And yes, they should change some things about the, about um, emulating the things, you know, that they do see mm-hmm. in the social media. But then as a parent and as an individual, as a person, it's, you should wonder why... Are they emulating these things? And what are you doing? And so instead of saying, you shouldn't do this, you don't need to do this, and let and give me, and calm down, let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's wrap this thing all the way up. First of all, what's going on with you? Right. And that's something that I touched on, um, is that like what parents should do during this identity crisis, if you want to call it that's that. What it that's is. what it is. <laughs> Is you just need to love your kids well, you know, and validate who they are in that stage. Yeah. Don't let them stay there. I always say it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. Right. And so validate them in that. They're obviously feeling a certain way. They're yeah. they're confused. Most definitely. And your job as a parent is to love them through that and right. to pour into those actual truths that you in your home believe in whether those are biblical truths or just your core values make sure that you're always pointing them back to that right. and um, just encouraging them and re- always try to remember that what it was like when you were in school at their age in a hundred times harder now because of social media because I think we forget that what our kids are going through is looks different than what we went through at it their looks age totally different. and so we have to sort of be able to adapt to that and learn how to navigate that with them because we've never had to really experience that before. Um, And just create opportunities for them to communicate with you and to hone in on what it is that they're missing. Why are you feeling like you need to say these things that you're hearing? You know why? This is what I think. I I took a a class, matter of fact, with, with Sonia which I interviewed her, I believe, a month or two ago. And um, you, as parents, uh, with with the nurturing program, Mm -hmm. and as parents, you have um, praise for doing and praise for being. Mm -hmm. Okay? And praise for doing is something, when you do something, I praise you, good job. Praise for being is just because you are you. Mm -hmm. And when I mean praise for being, I mean you wake up in the morning, and you say, thanks for waking up. You're such a good kid. You haven't done anything yeah. but just exist. Absolutely. And sometimes you have to switch those things up with the children. So you don't. it's not always like, well, if I do this, I get praised. My parents praise me just because 
I am me. Mm-hmm. It's just like someone loving you for, for you, who you are. for who you are. And you don't have to do anything. And you don't have to do you anything. You were just created for that purpose. Man. And they love you for that. And that's definitely something that um, I agree, Nayeta, that we need to make sure that we're reminding our kids that whether you're an educator or a parent or a caregiver, you have to make sure your kids know that you love them for who they are. Right. And be human. Let them know that you are, you're not perfect either. And so... We've all struggled with our identity. We've all struggled with who are we? Who am I in this world? What's my purpose? Where can I feel (laughs) accepted? And our kids are struggling with that too. They don't, they just want to fit in. And unfortunately, in this day and age, fitting in is not necessarily doing what's right or it's not cool to, you know, to be kind all the time or to, or make the right choices. So we have to love them through that. And navigate that with them, so that way they can land and be successful. You know what? You know what I'm sitting here chuckling about. So I was chuckling at what you were saying. I remember because I was. This was um. We did the intro mm-hmm. when my identity crisis was. I wanted to be a valley girl. <laughs> I wanted to be a valley girl so bad. Then I went to hood girl. <laughs> You're like, which one? Which one is it? Which one? I'm, and then I was like, I don't know which one I want to be. You. <laughs> Right, you exactly. You'll catch me and I'll be like, oh my God, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then you catch me one moment. I'm like, am I bipolar? <laughs> who am I? It's like a, you're, you feel, yeah, you're multiple people and you don't And you don't know, know who, who you are. are. And just imagine us having social media. Oh my goodness. I would probably be a wreck right now. Well, just imagine, <laughs> you know, that how old you were in that. We have some kids who are... <laughs> 10, 11, 12, yes. their emotional intelligence has not been developed yet. At all. So they don't have the they don't have the emotions to navigate why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling like I need to um, dress inappropriately? Why yes. am I feeling like I need to wear certain clothes? They don't know why. They can't even identify it because right. their emotional capacity is not developed. Yes, and so we really have to be patient with them through that, but also validate who they are despite all that and to you know don't give light to it you know something that I that I tell tea teachers all the time and I'm not a parent yet but Hmm. I'm around kids all the time is when when they're acting a certain way or when they're they're portraying behaviors that aren't them and they're they're doing it to create this identity of themselves don't give light to it don't make it a big thing. Just shut it down. Say, no, that's not who you are. That's right. not what we're going to do. And move right. on. Because the more you pour light you give to it, the more energy you pour into right. it, it becomes this big, huge thing. And they're getting that attention. And they're getting that identity validated, whether or not it's positive or negative. They don't care. Right. But it's just the point they're they're getting attention. Mm-hmm. So with them getting attention, I think as a, being a caregiver, being a parent being an educator it's always uh, it's always good to make a child answer their own questions and what I mean by that why are you doing this yep they can be self-reflective you have to reflect it you have to be self-reflective the things that you do why are you doing this because I want likes well why do I want likes because it makes me feel this way. Well, what can we do to make you feel this way without the likes and have a and have a self-respect about yourself because I think with the whole thing with social media playing a part of our day-to-day life now, it's okay to show a little skin. It's okay to be inappropriate. Mm-hmm. It's so, And it all starts with where are your values? Mm-hmm. Where are you learning? Because when you have a, a sense of value, then you kind of think about the things 
that you do. And in life, there's cause and effect. If I do this, this will be my effect. And I don't think that children, the millennium, they don't think like that. It's all yeah. now, 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 now. Let me touch you, touch you, touch you. The me, 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 me. Yeah. Article yeah. They're very much absorbed in their own self. Yeah. And it's not for any fault of their own. That's just what has been created and that's what they have fallen into and but hold on but at the end of the day they want you to help them you they get, do every kid every like, adolescent wants you to help, help them. me help me help me and but, they want you to listen to them yes and so the only way you can listen to them Ida, like you said is to ask those really intentional questions you do you and let them reflect and come up with their own solution by asking them the right questions about who they want to become and don't be judgmental no because they're going to shut you down oh and my shut goodness you out. because if you if as an adolescent, you explain what's going on in your emotional world, what you feel, what is important. Someone not listening and then judging you mm-hmm. or criticizing how you feel. It doesn't have to be an adolescent. It's just individual people at and in a general as a whole. Absolutely. If I sit here and I explain this is how I feel and this is why I'm feeling this way and you criticize how I feel... Why should I open up to you? Why should I, you know, explain what's going on to, you know, the next bully or the boy I'm liking or what's going on in the school if I'm sitting here and I'm judging you? Right. And they won't. I've seen it happen firsthand. The minute you start um, shutting, the minute you start shutting kids down for for their choices and for who they think they are, the minute they're going to stop sharing and it's just going to spiral out of control. So the best thing you can do is be open and honest and help them reflect Hmm. on their own to guide them to the person that you know that they are and, and to speak truth into their hearts of the people that you know that they can become. You really have to know your kids' passions and interests. Right. Because if you know what they're passionate about and what they're interested about, right. you can help mold and shape their identity through that. Right. So um, if if you know that they're passionate, some people are, some kids want to make, you know, I see girls all the time who watch those uh, makeup tutorial videos yes. on YouTube. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. So help them create their own channel, but right. use it with restrictions and with right. boundaries. And right. so pour into them, help them create their identity in a positive way right. but like the theme of the show boundaries boundaries are healthy and it helps kids feel safe and not out of control when kids do not have boundaries they feel out of control and no no adult or or child wants to feel out of control so how can schools help kids know their identity before they graduate like how can like teachers mm-hmm. like help students with their identity right i think kind of like we've been saying this um this whole episode is just validate who they are in each moment of their development. So whether they're in elementary school or middle school or high school, validate where they're at, validate their struggle and validate that it's hard. You know, I have no idea how hard it is nowadays to be a middle school or a high school student. And so just listening to them, being open and allowing them, um, asking them questions about their emotions and their feelings and what's going on and and just praise them throughout that process. Praise them for being risk takers, praise them for being, um, for it being so hard with them doing it with resilience and with grit, you know, just make sure that you're focusing on those things. Um, 
give them up I think that especially in middle and high school give them opportunities to find what interests them in mm-hmm. today's 21st century not what was was interesting 10 years ago <laughs> you really have to create you know at, in, in schools you have to create programs like robotics and makerspace um, and coding things like that that our students are going to actually have jobs in one day my my um, cousin went to MIT, he does robotics now in LA. That never was a job that I thought would be real when right. I was in right. college. So making sure that you're offering opportunities for our students in um, in their educational system, right. that is going to develop their identity in a positive way for right. what they're interested in. Because if you're not giving them opportunities to press into their passions and their interests, then they're going to conform to an identity that's not truly them. And I feel that is so true. That is so true. And I just, one thing I, I'm going to say is that what their concerns are, make them be a concern. And what mm-hmm. I mean. Absolutely. And what I, I mean, agree. what's important to them, like the little boy that's not talking to them, they shut them down. It's important to it's them. It's so important. If it wasn't, they wouldn't be telling you about yeah. it. Or they wouldn't be upset about it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And so one more question. And then this is such a great interview. It Hold on. Is. Do I have to do this one more question? <laughs> You do whatever you want because it's your show, girlfriend. I like this. <laughs> How can parents and other caregivers help? So what would you, as a vice principal, mm-hmm. tell the parent? And they look, I'm, I, Diana Reynolds, come to see about my child. <laughs> and I'm sitting in your office. Miss Casey, help me, please. <laughs> help me. Help me, please. <laughs> um, I would, you know, I would say validate where there are validate their struggle and obviously you're coming for help because your your kid is crying out in some way they are not sure who they are mm-hmm. they're all their identity is all over the place so our job is to hone in uh-huh. um, to figure out what they're seeking okay. that they're not getting at home or at school okay and to love them through that, to ask questions, um, okay. to make sure that they know we, we're truly listening. Okay. You know, sometimes we ask questions, but we already know the next thing we want to say. We're just asking questions to go through that, you know, robotic, um, just sort of movement of, I'm going to ask these questions because that's what someone told me to do, but I really don't care what my kids are saying back to me. Right. Ask questions and listen to those key answers um, of where your kids are struggling and then Figure out what resources and what um, opportunities you need to provide for them to make sure that they know that um, who they are trying to become is not shameful. It's not. Um, it's not you know anything that they shouldn't be proud of, and really just stay informed. As a parent, you have to stay informed at every stage of your child's development. Um, what what are they interested in? What music are they listening to? Who are they following? Right. Are these are these going to be um, people who are going to mold and shape them into the person that you you and your you know your child wants to become, or mm-hmm. are they going to do the t- polar opposite? Okay. You can't just um, parent blindly. You right. can't just say, "Well, I don't know how this happened." When your kids are on Snapchat and Instagram and Twitter, yeah. following having these open accounts and not having any regulations, oh, and goodness. so people are pouring into them, right. and they're pr- direct messaging them, and they're telling them things that you don't even know is going on, Full and then come to me and say, I yeah. don't know what happened. Yeah. You have to know what's going on um, 
And you just have to catch them when they fall. Um, you have to be firm but fair and consistent in who you are and what you as your as your home believe in. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're their step parent, their parent, their adoptive parent, their foster parent. All kids need the same thing. All kids need love. All kids need consistency, mm-hmm. and all kids need boundaries. And give them that, nurture them through that, and make sure that they know that you love them for who they are, not for who they are trying to become. And just keep telling them that. Keep speaking truth into their hearts because they're going to eventually believe it. Okay. I have one more question. If you can think of any, because this has been, can you think of any like any programs you can direct um, a parent to go to or um, or, you know, like like a summer program that you think a child could benefit from this summer. Can think of. In terms of like developing their identity, yeah. I um, you know, that's kind of I would just really sit at, sit down with your kiddo and ask them, um, hey, what are you interested in? What is something that you are finding to be really intriguing right now? And listen to what they say, and then I would just go out and try to research if there's any camps or any programs yeah. that would help hone in on that because. Right. When their time is not filled with things that are purposeful and things that are healthy, they're going to fill it with other things that are going to shape their identity. Um, And so that's sort of the first thing I would do is just kind of figure out what your kids are interested in, what what they are passionate about, Mm -hmm. what they want to become, and then look into your local library or local YMCA Mm -hmm. and see if there's any kinds of cooking classes or robotics Mm. classes or things that you can plug your kids into that's going to be a healthy Mm. use of their time in creating their identity versus just that idle time which they tend to fill with things that are not positive right you know what Casey this is a really great interview like this is what time is it like 11 o'clock and I'm out (laughs) it's it's great I it's a very important topic and so I'm just Thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for asking me. How you to, give me a TTT? A TTT <laughs> for speaking on it because um, it it can be a really overwhelming topic for parents and, yeah. and educators. But what I do know um, is that when we pretend like it's not happening, it's bad. Yeah. And when we try to shame and shut kids down immediately without listening and being. Um, a loving force for them, it's bad. So you have to know that our kids are struggling with this. Mm-hmm. You have to first know that it's a problem, right. but then you also have to love them through it and let them know that no matter what, no matter what choices you make, no matter what mistakes you make in developing your identity, I still know who you are. Yeah. I know who you were created to be, and I love you for that. No matter what, you can't ever make a mistake bigger than the way the how much I love you and if you just keep pouring that into our kids Mm -hmm. and adolescents they're going to be become amazing world changers one day I truly believe that I I do too I Casey I want to say thank you you're welcome it's been a pleasure and um so no shaming no shame no shaming and no shutdowns no no shame that's my that's my thing no shaming and no shutdown these kids allow them to be who they are whom they are and they will grow up to be great individuals. For more information, please visit thehelpshow.com. Thank you for listening, and please stay tuned.